The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I got to tell you, yesterday, I found myself thinking about Eddie Murphy, like around 7.30, 8 o'clock last night. I know we're, big, we're both big Eddie Murphy fans, and there's that one, just like a lot of Eddie bits. The bit, there's the bit, then there's a message behind it, which makes it even funnier. So, you know that bit where his friends are telling him, and we got McDonald's, and you ain't got oh. none. Because he's teasing them. Yeah, y'all, y'all ain't got no money. You can't afford it. You can't afford Your it. Your mama right? on welfare. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So mama, <laughs> see, what, what, that, what that tells me, though, is that, look, mama is always going to take a bad situation and make it better, or at least try to make it better. Mama's so going to work it out. Mama tried to take mama a bad gonna situation. Mama's going to work it out. Yeah, right? absolutely. Take a bad situation, make it better. Okay, we may not have any money. But we're gonna use real beef. We're gonna use real sure. bread. I'm gonna put some Square green peppers bread. there. Yeah, yeah all that stuff. But still, once you get it, <laughs> kid was like, this ain't no burger. It's pink. The bread is running off. Hey, McDonald's don't have any green peppers in it. Mama didn't take a bad situation and make it better like you thought she would. And Mama, look at the New York Jets. <laughs> Mama, it was a bad situation. You thought it was a bad situation. Hey, we're winless. It's going to be better, though. In the by and by, it's going to be better. And it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. Now, you say it wasn't. Now, I know that's what you're going to say. I'm going to disagree with you, but I'll play along for a little bit. I'll play along for people like Michael Smith and say, why did the Jets, who all they had to do was continue to lose, be dutiful, and lose their games, and they'd be in good shape, and they'd get the number one overall pick, and they walk away with Trevor Lawrence, and the franchise would be changed forever. People like you say they went out and they messed up by winning a game against the L.A. Rams. I don't agree with that, but you go ahead, make your case, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. All I'll say is you had Eddie Murphy on your mind, and by the way, I think we set a record for getting uh, Eddie Murphy raw and, oh, was that delirious? Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence used some crazy references within the first three minutes of the program. So, nice there job. There it is. Uh, you had Eddie Murphy on your mind. I had Greg Williams, as in, where's Greg Williams when you need him? Because he wouldn't have let that happen on his watch. I had both Greg Williams 
and Ricky Waters on my mind. As in, for who? For what? You know, like, like, like why? Like, like how? And, and why now? Leave it to the Jets to blow a lead. Because that's what they did. What's, what's more frustrating than anything about them getting their first win is that it happens in week 15. It happens in week 15. Like, I, I'm not a Jets fan. I don't have a dog in this fight. But I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Like, I mean, I, I, we had all gotten so excited about the possibility of Trevor Lawrence ending up in our nation's largest media market. If you're a Jets fan, you may have come to finally believe that your suffering served a purpose. The Jets and their fan base got all excited. Let's go back to Eddie Murphy and Della Reese and Red Fox. Got their mouth all fixed for some hash, all water for some hash. <laughs> the Jets fans were looking forward to the second coming, and now they got the second pick. That's not how this was supposed to work. You know, like, why, like of course the Jets would do this to their fans. Long-suffering Jets fans get, get tweaked and teased and tortured at every single turn. And I feel for him. Yeah, My heart do. goes out for you him. Know why? How you know how, how you can see this any other way, I, I, I can't wait any longer. Without further ado, please okay. tell me how that's the wrong way of looking at this situation. Okay, why did they get teased so much? You're right. You're right. I'm not a Jets fan either. I, I enjoy, you know, I, like, I enjoy making mocking fun of them. the Jets. You enjoy mocking them. I do. Yeah. I enjoy it. I enjoy it very much so. Um, but why do they get teased so much? Because historically... Well, every year since 1969, they've been losers. They, they, they've, done, they've done things the wrong way. They've, they've screwed things up. They just have a loser's mentality. So you mean to tell me that the Jets Look at all screwed this. up Look at all by this. winning? Look at all By this. winning? Look, I, I just don't think, Mike, as talented as Trevor Lawrence is, as game-breaking as he is, franchise-altering, all the uh, all the adjectives you want to use and phrases you want to use for Trevor Lawrence, I just don't think it sets the right tone for a franchise to go out there and intentionally blow games. I don't think that's the way to build anything. And it's one guy in an NFL organization. Hey, look, I might change my tune. If, you were, if we go down the street a little bit, and we're not talking about the New York Jets, but we're talking about the New York Knicks, all right, I might say, hmm, you might want to lose for a better shot at a franchise-changing player because in the NBA, that does matter, and it's almost, it almost gets you a championship within a two or three years. In the NFL, it may get you a championship. It's going to take you eight or nine years. Most of the time, it takes I, I eight think, or nine years. It, I, if, if you get I one I at just all. Identified it. I think I just identified the disconnect, okay? Uh, I'm going to start... By playing, so this is rookie tackle Makai Becton, who's had a really good first year. It's been a bright spot for this team. This is what he said on SNY last night. And we come back, I'm gonna explain to you why he's wrong and why I get why you see it that way. And I'm gonna tell you why you're wrong as well. But here's Becton okay, after good. the game yesterday. What do you say to the fans who wanted you guys for that number one pick to keep on losing? What do you say to fans? Now, you ain't really a fan if he wants to win, honestly. I mean, I mean that in the nicest way possible. I don't mean that in a in a disrespectful way, but I mean if you if you didn't if you wanted us to lose, you're not a real fan, honestly. We we don't work too hard to just go out there and just take a loss every week. 
Mm-hmm. All right, I mean this in the nicest so why is he and least wrong? disrespectful way. I mean this in the nicest and least disrespectful way. Don't nobody care what you think, Makai Beckton. And don't nobody care about none of these players right now. Okay? Like, not only are you – it's the opposite. Not only are you – listen, and you notice – listen, Makai Beckton like 380 pounds. So I'm saying this from the comfort of my home. It's easy. Yeah, it's right. But you know, he can find you. You ain't that far exactly. away from him. You, you know what I mean? If I was with him, I'd be like, hey, man, I get it. Why no, is he wrong, seriously. though? Tell me why he's wrong. I'm, I, tell I, you. I'm interested tell to hear you. this. If if you, it's like he actually has it the exact opposite of the way it, it is. In other words, real fans wanted them to lose. You are not a real fan. You're a fake fan. You're a casual fan if you're walking around here with your head held high today because they're now 1-13 instead of 0-14. Real fans are sophisticated enough to see the big picture. Michael, the reason why you and I see tanking in the NFL differently... Well I love played. this, by the way. I well love played. this. The reason why you and I see the NFL uh, taking conversation differently, specifically as it relates to the Jets and Trevor Lawrence, is you think that I'm expecting, or, or people like me, or Jets fans who are frustrated today, are expecting players to just lay down and give up and not try to win. Absolutely not. That's not how they're wired. I'm not expecting Frank Gore, who's played more games at running back than anybody in NFL history. What a story. I want to point that out. I'm not expecting Frank Gore or any any of these other professional football players who are not only getting paid to do a job, but also there's an eye in the sky that's not lying, and they're trying to put the best film they can on tape for wherever they're playing next year. I'm not expecting them to go out and intentionally lose a game. That's impossible. But organizationally, When you systematically dismantle, or as we like to say, liquidate the roster. Liquidate the The way that they did this season, okay? When you systematically dismantle it and and basically, you know, rid yourself of your top-notch talent, all right? And your now former defensive coordinator, I maintain, took it out of the players' hands by calling a zero blitz in that situation. He put them in, in position to fail. And got fired. Okay. That, tell, that exactly. tells you where, they, where their head is. Though. But he did the right thing. Hey, Michael. Okay. You, we've already quoted Eddie Murphy. We've already quoted uh, Martin Lawrence. You're so crazy, Martin Lawrence. I'm gonna go to Good right. Times. I'm gonna go to Good okay, Times. There was an episode in Good Times. All right. Which one? Damn. And there was a neighbor. Damn. There was some. There was some neighbor. Okay. I'll never forget this. Some neighbor yeah. like stole a television set. All right. It got in trouble for it. And it was it was at the end of the end of the show, and it was it was James in Florida, and they were talking to this desperate man who had stolen a television set. He was a family man, and all I remember I remember the way he said it, and I remember the studio audience that it was taped live in front of. I remember how they cheered when he said this. My man looked at James Evans, and he said, "Look here, brother. Sometimes you got to do the wrong thing for the right reasons." And everybody just went crazy. <laughs> everybody just understood what he was talking about. If you're the New York Jets, sometimes you get to do the wrong thing for the right reasons. And you are hey, not going to tell me that 20 years from now, when Trevor Lawrence is putting a cap on a Hall of Fame career, that anybody in New York or elsewhere is going to give two you-know-whats about the fact that the Jets went 1-15 instead of 0-16. That, that win yesterday was meaningless. I understand professional you. players wanting to experience the joy of victory because they work all week to win. I get it. 
Right. But that ship has sailed, Playboy. That ship has sailed. And Makai Becton said, the interviewer said, what was it like yesterday in the locker room? He said, oh, you know, you didn't think we won the Super Bowl. Well, guess what, player? That's the closest you're going to get if you keep fooling around and playing yourself out of uh, the opportunity to get a quarterback who, as you know, Michael, in this league can make all the difference in the world. Not no, saying you've got to get him first overall. Can make all the difference Justin in the Fields world. may be great, Not just but Lawrence though. is supposed to be that dude. He's supposed to be. But this is a message for you and James and Florida and Bookman and, and everybody JJ else. <laughs> and Michael. It's, it, a, a message for you, one, and it is actually literally a message from you, a text uh, just came in uh, from Lewis Riddick who said, oh. tell Michael Smith <laughs> to lose my number. Okay, he can't work, he can't work in the front office thinking like this because Michael Smith wants to work in the front office. He wants to leave the show and, and be the assistant to the assistant GM. It's a loser's mentality, even if there is a Trevor Lawrence waiting there for you. It's a loser's mentality. Yes, it is. How it's a can, loser's mentality. It, that's if redundant. Are, if you're going out They're there, already losers. That's okay. redundant. They're already losers. But so let's get something for our trouble. Losing. Mm, that's why it's a New York state of mind. You're losing, but you got to overcome mind over matter. You've got to overcome the circumstances around you. You got to overcome this. They've come close. You are times. what you do repeatedly. They're losers. Right. You said it They've off the lost top. A bunch of games. One but way to turn this ship be a loser. around is get a quarterback. Don't just stick with the losers mentality. Look, there, there are a few things going on here. One, uh, the Jets have played well lately. They deserved a win against the Raiders. They didn't get it. They got Greg Williams fired. They deserved a win against the Patriots. Uh, they didn't get it. They were up by 10 points, I believe, in the fourth quarter. It was 20 to 10, and, and they, gave, they gave up that lead. They didn't get it. They deserved the win yesterday. They finally got it. But that's one. Okay, I know you want, everybody wants Trevor Lawrence. Here's number two. Um, they're still in a really good position. It's not like they've oh, gone Justin from Fields number one great. to number 15 in the draft. Justin, right? Justin Fields, Fields be might great. be great. Zach Wilson great. might be great. I don't know who grades out. It might be. It might not be Fields at number two. It might be Trey Lance at number two. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they keep. Maybe they keep Sam Darnold and draft my guy Penny Sewell, who I was advocating for before. No, but Michael. But this, this is why it's a loser's mentality, Mike. This is why it's a loser's mentality, because you have reduced it all. You have taken a complicated situation, which the New York Jets are. They got a lot of issues that they need to resolve. It's not hopeless, as I told you before. They got great cap space. They got a good draft position. Joe Douglas, oh, they, people they say nice things about him. a bunch of draft picks. A bunch of draft picks. Becton. Becton is a really good uh, draft, choice. Denzel, uh, draft choice. Denzel Mims, another good draft choice. They've done all right. But you've taken a complicated situation. You're going to say, hey, Trevor Lawrence, come in. Heal us. It, it's, it's not going to work like that. And that, that makes Trevor Lawrence, it's almost unfair to Trevor Lawrence or anybody else that you bring in and you think uh, that one guy is going to turn around? Your no, 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 no. Listen, you know you preach to the choir on that. I, I, I've, okay. been, I've been the one advocating for building around Sam Darnold, that we don't know what Sam Darnold is or isn't because they haven't put him in position to succeed. So I get you on one man alone not transforming a franchise. You're done with Sam However, Darnold then, right? Huh? You're done with him? You all set with Sam Darnold? Not now. I mean, let's oh, okay. You know, so before yesterday, you're like you're offset with Sam Darnold. No, here's what I'm here. Let me let me clarify because I've been consistent on this. I don't I don't like calling Justin Fields a consolation prize. I like him a lot, but by all accounts, Trevor Lawrence is a generational quarterback. A Troy Aikman, a Peyton Manning, um, 
you know, John Elway, the kind of quarterback that you can build around and can take you to amazing heights. It goes without saying, Michael, that you don't only get those quarterbacks with the first overall pick. Sometimes it might be second. Sometimes it might be second round. Sometimes it might right. be undrafted. It, it's, it's, you can still get a quarterback if it's not Trevor Lawrence and still win. It, so we're Mike, on the same page you, there. Can I, I think, just interject real quick? Yeah. Real quick? Yeah. Because there are Hall of Fame players in the second round. <laughs> <laughs> the most prolific quarterback in NFL history. The most prolific quarterback in right. NFL history. You know who that is, right? What, six rounds? You know what that is, right? You know what that is? No, Ooh, the most Aaron, prolific. Aaron Rodgers, Steve Young? Get Ooh. your thesaurus out. Get your dictionary out. Drew Brees. Oh, okay. Drew Brees. Okay, sorry. Okay. You know what round he was drafted in? He was drafted second. in the second round, playboy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, what was right. I saying? Oh, you can get quarterbacks you, you in a lot of places. Great player. You got to get them. So, okay. I think what I think what you and I are, are, are missing each other on, or I don't, or maybe you're missing me because I, I actually hear you. I think that you're that I'm somehow suggesting that they should intentionally try to lose as a coaching staff, as players. That's impossible to ask competitive people to do. These people did not get to the NFL by trying to lose. It's just that's they're not wired that way. That's not okay, what I'm so, suggesting. So what, so, okay, what I am not saying asking that. So how is do you, that the how do you best thing? What, what I am saying is that the best thing for the organization in the long term, in the grand scheme of things, in the big picture, would have been to continue losing. I'm saying this is a bad day for everybody outside of Florham Park, for everybody outside of that facility. This is a at Roots for the Jets. This is a bad day. It may be so victory be Monday clear, for them, but this is a loss for the organization and its future as far as I'm concerned. So just to be clear, it's nothing anyone could have done to prevent no, this bad not day. Not realistically. The, the win makes it a bad day. That's what not, I'm saying. You're not That's saying exactly, yes. that, hey, the Joe Douglas, hey, you should have done something else because Joe Douglas also didn't get to his position uh, by losing on purpose, and neither did Adam Gase. But he built a bad team, else. and it and it looked it looked as if he was doing it with some intentionality, given that you know they were getting rid of all the talented players over the last couple of years. They had stripped the roster down, and you've gone 14 weeks in the pole position for again a quarterback that comes along. You know, once yeah. every twenty years, by most. And I, but I got and it. I got it. I just want to point out. That's though, all I'm saying. It just I wasn't do, good for him to win this game. I do want to point out that the fastest, the fastest uh, one of those quarterbacks to win the Super Bowl was Aikman, and and it wasn't Aikman alone. You think about everything that had to happen yeah. for Aikman to win uh, his first championship. There was a huge trade, a legendary trade that, that will never happen again. The Herschel Walker deal set up the Cowboys. For like yeah, they were a ton one of draft his rookie year. Yeah, they were one they're, they're throwing darts. And, and 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 he didn't and he didn't win that one game. Steve Walsh did in '89. Right. So so you think about it, like all the darts that they had to throw at, at at the draft board. So you had Aikman, you had Michael Irvin who was already there. You bring in you bring in Emmett, and then you got yeah. you know a, a great coach like Jimmy Johnson. So yeah, all these things going in your favor. But the other guys you mentioned, like Elway was drafted in what '83. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know. I know things went again. You know, oh, he didn't have everything around him. It took him 15 years. Yeah. To win his first championship or 14. First championship. Okay, so it's generational not, it's, quarterback. It's far, from, it's far from exact. 
And in that, and in that Tr- same Peyton Manning took him nine. Right. No, it's, there's no guarantees regardless. There's no guarantees. But if we're talking about the difference, Michael, tell me what the difference is between 0 and 16 and 1 and 15, please. Like, I was honestly, at the end of the day, what's the difference? It, in, Ooh, going down in oh, infamy? I, I, I oh, you're the third team to go 0 and 16. So what? 16. Oh, bruh, bruh. No, no, no. It's a difference. Really, dude? It's a difference. You know, it, it, it really is. Can you imagine? You for, didn't for, win a game. You didn't. You went to all those long meetings. You put the time in. You listened to all these So we put all this. We talking about from a player's perspective? We talking about from a player's yeah, perspective? All the aphorisms on the wall. Okay. Yes, you cool. can do it. Hey, you go, you go 1 and 15. You get that one win, I'll go 0-16, we both at the back of the bus, okay? Like, we both stuck. Right. It doesn't matter. If you win one game in an otherwise hopeless season, but guess what? Out of my 0-16, I would have set myself up for the next 16 years. Sign me up for that. And they Sign still may have. And players, they still players, don't, they, they don't see, they, players can't see past today's practice. They can't see past today's practice. So I don't expect Makai Beckton or anybody else to, to feel like it's best for them to win or to lose, excuse me. That's counterintuitive. But for, for, for the rest of us who live in the real world, who understand how this yeah. thing works, the best thing would have been for them to lose yesterday and continue to lose. In Although, one I will say, I, I will say, Mike, as we head to break, I will say this. I can't think of an example, maybe you can. I can't think of an example where those one of those generational quarterbacks turns out to be a bust. I, I don't think, I don't think that animal exists. People usually don't miss this big. Like, there have been and number again, one I overall fields, but who've been bust, but not somebody saying he is a generational yeah. talent. Those yeah. guys usually don't miss. So maybe hey, maybe Justin Fields is that dude. He might be. Or maybe they didn't. Might be. Maybe they. Maybe this takes the pressure off. They'll build around Sam Darnold. He was a high draft pick. They build around him. Build Great. your next championship team. Not just with one guy. We'll come it back to this It takes a village, later. Mike. It takes a village. <laughs> <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Just some some quick housekeeping. How dare we bring up good times and not shout out young Janet Jackson. Not shout out Walona. But more important, yeah. not shout out Thelma. One of the finest television characters yeah, see, in the history of television. Thelma? I'm going to let you do that. Ooh. I'm going to let you do that. See, that's why no, I'm, I'm intentionally going where I want to go <laughs> and avoiding where I need to avoid. Oh, okay. Keep myself. That's a landmine. That's a landmine. Okay. I mean, listen, I just mm-hmm. try to give respect where yeah. it's due. Thelma was... Man. Janet, though. Janet, so much talent. Janet, so much talent. Goodness gracious. And I mean, let's not even talk about the... Let's not even talk about the, the tragedy that was that was Keith and JJ. All JJ had to do was just get out the way, and Keith would have been drafted by the Bears, and everybody would have gone on to live happily ever after. But instead... 
got to sit up there taking pictures in the middle of the aisle at the wedding and whatnot. I mean, like, who does that? Yeah. And Michael, Michael, <laughs> hey, Mike, nobody covers Stevie Wonder quite like Michael Evans. No, what that's did? the whole point. You would die at that wedding? Say, yeah, but it, here's the thing, Mike. Hmm. Like, if this had happened, if this had happened, then they wouldn't have a show. They were just trying to set it up. So you'd have these these conversations years later. Like, oh, we were yeah. so close. Oh, we were so close. Mm. Mm. If only if. Yeah, see, the, the Jets were this, the Jets. The Jets were this close to getting out the projects. Okay? Okay. <laughs> That's what happened yesterday. The Jets were that close. That's what happened yesterday. <laughs> but you know who was in the projects with the Jets? Janet Jackson. Look what happened. It turned out well. So maybe this is a Jets, Janet Jackson story. Maybe they're the next Janet Jackson. It's not bad, right? Uh, now, the opposite, their rivals, I guess, if you want to call it this. No. Their rivals. Well, but I'll say this. The New England Patriots and Bill, Bel Bill Belichick hates the Jets. Mm -hmm. And so it's a rivalry to him. Like he takes, he will go out of his way to just take a shot at the Jets. And most of the time, he didn't do it this year. I was I was paying attention. But he'll do it if they beat him the final game of the game of the year, even though they're out of the playoffs, he'll say something like, Well, oh, it's always good to beat the Jets. He'll always say that. He loves beating the Jets. There, there's well, a there's a collegiate, there's a collegiate hatred to Jets Patriots. You know? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of carryover. You know, guys who were their players, coaching staff, they had their little ownership squabbles over the years. But they're in the same place this year. They are in the same place. That is not going to the playoffs. Uh, the Jets will win a game at least, maybe two. Uh, the Patriots <clears throat> will not have a winning record uh, in the 2020 season. Okay, you Wait, why are you shaking your head? Why are you shaking your head? I don't, don't want to get you off track. I don't want to. I, I don't want to interrupt. Oh, I'm gonna track. I don't want to. I'm gonna track. Okay, no, no. I'm just because because that, no, the that sarcastic throat clearing seemed to be in reference to our early season bet that the Patriots would have a winning record. I thought that, that seemed like what you would. No, no, no but I mean, you realize though. But you realize when they blew out the Chargers, you called them going ten and six. That's also on tape. Like you right. came over to this side. Yeah, I, I did. Say this side. Yeah, you came over to this yeah. side. Oh, oh, nice. Okay, nice. Just, let's, yeah. let's, yeah. let's let's remember that now. I mean, like the bet yeah. was, in case for those is. that don't remember, that no, the they would is. win nine or more games this year. You said you had eight and eight or less. You said they would not have a winning record. But when they got up to right. six and six, you were like, I was wrong. I'm getting nervous. They're gonna win out. Oh, I know. So I got nervous. So don't so don't so don't give me that. <clears throat> Don't, don't, don't give me no. Like we agreed that they were that they weren't gonna at one point fall apart at one point. So so I'm, I'm able to play yeah. it both ways. Is, is what you're saying? And yes, and I I will I will accept that. I'll accept that. Okay. But good. you know it's All the right. end, Mike. It is the and I I, I I say it's the eulogy of a dynasty because the dynasty is over. I don't think it's a pause. I think it's an mm -hmm. ending of a dynasty. And I'm gonna tell you why in a second. But this is the first time in a dozen years that the Patriots have not made the playoffs. And mm -hmm. when they didn't, when they missed it in 2008, they were 11 and five. Yeah. And Tom Brady was and not you knew the quarterback. Why. They had Matt Cowley. Exactly. You knew why. He, he had gotten injured. It was, right. That was that was almost not just expected, but understood. And it certainly wasn't some kind of referendum on their long-term future either. They have owned the AFC East. It's been comical uh, to the point where the fans, 
Patriots fans don't really even celebrate an AFC East title. One of the biggest jokes in New England is when the um, Indianapolis Colts put up AFC AFC finalist uh, in, in their dome uh, in Lucas Oil. They put that they put up in the in the rafters. They're like, wait a minute, you you're celebrating that you made it to the AFC Championship game. That's not what we do. Uh, it was a it was a decade or decades of dominance, of arrogance, of of transition from other teams in a division. The Miami Dolphins had tons of coaches over that period. So did the Buffalo Bills. So did the Jets. And only the Jets were able to get in there and steal a division title in 2002. Uh, the Dolphins were able to get in that 08 season. They, they tied with mm. the same record, 11-5. They got a division title. But most of the time, it was just this frustration. They're like, what are the Patriots like? Why can't we beat this team? Well, I think that era is over. And the reason I think it's over is because the only connective tissue that will link the last Patriots champion and the next Patriots champion will be Bill Belichick. Those guys, that's not enough. Most of them are gone. They're gone. You don't have like this, these, 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 uh, these oracles who could sit there in the locker room, like, you know, Willie McGinnis, Richard Seymour, on and on, Tom Brady, who could tell you, oh, what, this is what it was like when we won the Super Bowl. Who's gonna be there? Who's going to be there when the Patriots win again? Like these rookies right now, they're the first rookies in a dozen years not to make the playoffs. So if they're part of the core, they are part of a core that has hit relatively rock bottom in New England. Who's going to be there? So I'm, I'm going to try to, I'm, I'm going to try to, you know, tap into world history, which I haven't, you know, studied since. Oh, I like this. College. No, it's, I don't know. Don't get excited. It's not gonna be too sophisticated. Come on I just want to make sure I'm understanding what it. you're saying here. So while this is the end, this is the end of a dynasty, it's not the end of the civilization. Is okay. What you're right. saying. Like right. okay, because because when I see when I see Belichick still in place, or for that matter, the Kraft family still in place, I look at this as an interruption. I don't see why they can't rebuild or retool and come back and, and contend. Look, will they, will they win six championships? Will they go to, you know, will they go to nine? Uh, th no, that won't happen. Um, that's, that, that's, that's, that's what made them so special. That, you, that, we'll probably never see that again. We never saw it before. We'll probably never see it again. But I can certainly, I'm glad you said when they win again, because I don't think that, that they're dead. I don't think it's ding dong, you know, the Wicked Witch is dead. I think with a, with a, they'll probably come back with a vengeance. They'll probably be super aggressive this offseason, um, you know, when it comes to talent acquisition. We'll see what they do in the draft. Um, I fully expect as long as Bill Belichick is roaming the sidelines for them to be a factor. The question is, as opposed to the last 20 years, you talked about all that instability. And I don't want to get you too far off course. I still want to stay on the Patriots. But yeah, you sure, look at the sure. landscape of the AFC East. The Dolphins' future is brighter than it's been right. since I can remember, you know. Buffalo, and and the Bills' future, they no. look, this, it looks like it's, it's, it's the early 90s all over again, or about to be. And look at the Jets, man. Uh, Jets got the number two pick in the draft. <laughs> it, it, that's, see, that's another, imagine if Trevor Lawrence were coming into this division, you know. Again, no yeah. disrespect to Justin Fields, but point being, and we'll see if they even go quarterback, point being, I, I, I don't see this as it's over for New England. I would just say, you know, it's on pause. That's that's how I feel about it. I, I, this is why I, I, I say it's not pause. Off a Bill Belichick-led organization. 
Well, I, I'm going to say it's. I'm not writing off. You, I think the way you said it is perfect. It's not the end, end of the end of the civilization. It's the end of the dynasty, because when they last won a championship, you know, you, know, you had Tom Brady at quarterback, Gronk at tight end. Um, well, you know, you had. I'm trying to think of some other guys who are on, on the roster, who aren't there right now. Uh, and I think that's that's my point. My point is there there are going to be fewer and fewer people who can say, "Yeah, but when we won a Super Bowl in 2016, do you we have came to have that Atlanta? Though? When we do you have to have that in order, you know? I think you do to, to be considered a dynasty because with or you have to have ties. You have to have actual tangible ties. With San Francisco, to, there was a tie. Okay. Steve Young was a tie to Joe Montana. He was his backup. I got you. So when they Jerry won, Rice was a carryover. I got you. Yeah, yeah you know, Jerry Rice, yeah. like they had people there. Yeah. I think Seifert had been an Patriots, assistant to Walsh, correct? You know? If the Patriots are to win again, I don't I think it will be a new cast, a new cast of characters. Because I don't see them just well, making yeah. a quick turnaround yeah. next year. Why don't I see them making a quick turnaround next year? Because it comes down to one position. One position, quarterback. Oh, you mean Step a position that's not worth, you mean a position that can't turn a team around? You mean that position? Listen, Mike, <laughs> you make it sound like there's only one of those guys out there. A, 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 good, you can a play- good quarterback. They're missing, I'm not saying they're missing a franchise. They're, they're not missing the next Tom Brady. They're, mix, they're missing good Quarterbacks, just off the top of your head, you probably know that everybody knows this, but just in case they don't, you know how many touchdown passes Cam Newton has thrown this year? I think it's five. I think it's, five. It's, you know you hate you hate it when the phrase "I can count on one hand" is actually accurate. You know, like typically that's an exaggeration. To be able to count on one hand how many touchdown passes he's thrown this year, and he's rushed for eleven. That you want to talk about misses, like stuff that we got completely wrong. Because yeah. of the credibility that the Patriots had built up at the beginning of the season, I told you he was the player I was most intrigued by going into this season. And that I was, uh, you know, interested in the Patriots in a way that I had, hadn't been in the last couple of decades because of him. And, and so many of us, you know, me, and I think you were as well, were like, how did the rest of the league fall asleep at the yep. wheel and let yep. the Patriots get Cam Ooh. Newton? Bill Belichick outsmarts him again. On it's going to be another Randy Moss situation. Oh, my yep. goodness. They got Cam Newton. Cancel Christmas. And it's like, ooh, maybe he was maybe he was out there for a reason. And he He's said today on uh, he said today on radio he can't go out like this. Um, first of all, do you think they start Stidham or play Stidham the next couple of games? And, do, and will Cam Newton have a choice as to how he goes out? I can't imagine the Patriots re-signing him. And based on how he's looked this year, look, man, not everybody gets to, you know, retire when they decide they're going to stop playing. Like, it might be a situation where the game retires Cam Newton unless he's right. willing to be it a backup be up somewhere else. Yeah. I don't think he'll retire. I do think that his starting days are over. I can't imagine yeah. somebody saying, okay, that's our guy. Unless, you know, to bring it full circle, they're trying to tank. They're trying to lose games. Because he just doesn't, he doesn't have it anymore. But you ask about Jared Stidham, the backup quarterback. Imagine backing up a quarterback who's got five touchdown passes. Imagine you can't beat him out. He's thrown five touchdown passes. You can't beat him out, man. You must be terrible, too. If they go to him, I, I, I do believe when Bill Belichick says, Cam gives us the best chance to win, I think he's telling the truth. 
And that's uh, yeah. that's pretty damning on, on Bill Belichick's quarterback plan. Even if I put it all together, I say 16 touchdowns for Cam Newton with the five passing and 11 rushing. That's still a lot fewer than what Tom Brady had uh, in his final season in New England when he had similar weapons, bad, bad weapons, no tight ends. Like New England Patriots are trying to set a record in the NFL by, by having no tight end production. They've had zero. I mean, it's unbelievable. They've got the worst tight ends in football. They are also, bottom five in the league in wide receivers. And also in, this, they in that no man's land with the draft. Yeah. So and they expect quarterbacks at least, at least in, in the first like, round. It's it's difficult for a quarterback to operate in, in these conditions. But just for the record, Tom Brady had 27 total touchdowns in 2019. Cam Newton has 16. Like a yeah. quarterback, a good quarterback who can throw will mask a lot of issues. But right now, man, they got a hole in the roof, and that's that's the quarterback. And until and they then, fix that, they're not land. going anywhere. In the, in the first round, I, th I think right now they're projected, at least with two weeks left, projected to be at 15, which not to say that, you know, uh, a, a, a Trey Lance or somebody like that uh, couldn't slip to 15. Y your guy Wilson out of, out of BYU, maybe, you know. Uh, I, I just don't know that they... I don't know that they see it that way. I don't know that they see it as, hey, this is rock bottom. We got to rebuild. I don't know that they want to draft a quarterback early and, and, well, maybe and play that to, guy immediately. Maybe they need I think to they, see it I think they'd rather develop. I think they'd rather develop a quarterback, uh, you know, and, and, and bring in some kind of veteran uh, almost as a stopgap. I'd be surprised if the Patriots drafted a quarterback early and asked that quarterback to play immediately. That would surprise me if they well, about it that way. The, the only reason, the only way I would say that's a good plan is if, for example, and I know we'll talk about it later, but just, just, just throwing it out there. If Carson Wentz says, hey, I want to get out of here, trade me, and, and the Patriots bring in a, a, like a 27, 28-year-old guy like Carson Wentz instead yeah. of drafting a quarterback, then that's a good plan because that's a good that, – gotcha. he's a – So somebody, who needs, a, somebody who needs a reset, not, so not, not yeah. an older, over-the-hill type guy. But somebody but who needs a reset, young guy, type. who still got a bunch of talent. That's one. And uh, our, our uh, friend of the show, Charles Robinson, wrote on Yahoo that it's time for Bill Belichick to do something he's never done. He's never in his coaching career drafted a quarterback in the first round. Oh, drafted, yeah. He's never done that. Hmm. Like his his yeah. highest quarterback selection is is Jimmy Garoppolo. But I don't think he can round. force that though. I don't think you can force that. I mean, if they're, if I think you have 15, to, Mike. No, that's, that's, that's a terrible way really? to go about it. So, you, so Why? If you, if, if, let's say they draft that 15. Let's say they're in the middle of the first round. And you mean to tell if if a good quarter, if, if, if the best prospect on your board is not a quarterback, you reach for a quarterback? That gets, that's what gets you in trouble is reaching for a quarterback when, well, when they're not the said, best you, player. You just said two different things, though. You said if Did the I? best prospect on my board is not a quarterback, do I take him? Yes. But if, if, if it's a reach, if that prospect, if that quarterback is a third-round talent and I draft him. No, 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 that's round, extreme. That's I'm extreme. Wrong. That's extreme. That's extreme. Right. I'm saying, all right, I'm saying if you have Kyle Trask or Kyle Pitts, okay? I'm taking Kyle, I'm taking Kyle Pitts. Really? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not talking about taking a third or fourth round in the first round. No, God no. I'm talking about if you know forcing a pick to say sounds like a, you know a remix of the conversation we had last week. 
oh, we got to take a first-round quarterback. No, you don't. If you're there and the quarterback is the right player where you're picking, and we know Belichick will trade down three, four times before he picks anyway, but if the quarterback is the right pick and the right value and you like the player, then you take him. I don't think you force a first-round quarterback. Time, hey, we took a first-round quarterback. Maybe it's time to trade up instead of trading down. Now, that's different. That's different. Trade now up. we cooking with gas. Now we cooking right. with gas. That's, that's the whole different conversation. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Lace up your boots, ladies and gents. The Duttons are back. Yellowstone Season 3 starring Kevin Costner is streaming now exclusively on Peacock. Whether you're a newcomer to the ranch or a seasoned pro, you do not, trust me, want to miss this epic season. Stream all three seasons now. I tell you this, Carson has done done everything we've asked him to do. He's, he's a pro. Um... He's 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 engaging. He's helping helping Jalen, um, and and so he's he's doing everything that we're asking him to do right now. I, I get it and I understand it's it's a frustrating situation probably for him, but but um, uh, at the same time I also see him see him helping Jalen and, and helping helping our offense and, and and that's what he's doing you know during during these games. So um, yeah, I, I don't you know yeah so. Meanwhile, somebody told Adam Schefter that Carson Wentz uh, doesn't like how this has all played out and has no interest in coming back to Philadelphia uh, as a backup. To which I respond, sure thing, Chief. You know, like, it's like, okay, man, appreciate it. You know, like, what do you mean? thanks. What do you mean? So, thanks for the heads up. So, so elaborate on that. What do you mean? Okay, sure. The Eagles lost yesterday. And... In terms of the playoff picture, the big story is the Cardinals winning. Let's 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 kind of do a little housekeeping there. Cardinals win; they're at the uh, they're in the wild card when it comes to the uh, 2020 playoff picture. But in the big picture, not only is this Jalen Hurts' job, this is Jalen Hurts' team. Right. Like that's that's crystal right. clear. That's crystal clear. Like they respond to him differently. These same circumstances that we've been trying to give Carson Wentz the benefit of the doubt about all season offensive line lack of weapons on the outside play calling doesn't seem to matter much to Jalen Hurts um he's more dynamic the d word comes to mind he's more he's just more dynamic and Doug Peterson stated the obvious today by saying he's going to start this week duh he's gonna start the rest of the season and if he plays like this and by this I mean the first quarterback in NFL history with 500 passing yards and 150 rushing yards in his first two starts, a quarterback who had more total yards, 401, yesterday, rushing and passing, 
than Carson Wentz had in any game in his career. Jalen Hurts is the quarterback of this team moving forward. So Carson Wentz or Carson Wentz's representatives or, or sources close to Carson Wentz or whoever saying, hey, I don't want to be here if I'm going to be the backup. Great. We don't want you here as the backup because we ain't trying to pay that much money to a backup anyway. So he'll get his wish. He'll be somewhere else. And I understand. Listen, one part of me wishes that Carson were like, hey, I'm not going to give up that easy. But he'd be fighting a losing battle. Like he's already lost the city. He's lost the crowd. And now he wants his freedom. If you believe reports, and I do. I believe he's doing all yeah, the right see, like, things and being a good teammate. But I do believe in his heart of hearts, he realizes this ain't the place for him anymore because the other guy has, has not only taken his job, but taken it and run with it. All right. Remember I said last week when we were talking about uh, the Clippers and the alleged, allegedly, this, this agreement between uh, the Clippers and Kawhi Leonard's representatives. Great story. I mean, I, it, it, it tickles me every time I think about it. Right, great story. But I said, at the beginning of that segment, I said, remember that we're still talking about people. When, when, when young journalists ask, hey, what advice do you have for me? You are writing about people. You're talking about people. And so, like, that, like the headline there from, from Marcus Hayes in the Philadelphia Inquirer, you know, that, that kind of stuff annoys me. Yeah, shut up and be a good teammate. And I heard somebody else on TV earlier this morning talking about, yeah, humble yourself, Carson Wentz. All right, let's just calm down here. I, we're look, you know, throw the white wig on. Throw the white wig on all of us. Feel very, feeling very you judgy. Take off, you take off the white wig. You take off the white yeah, wig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very judgy, isn't it? Because some of the same people who are saying this are just taking away their real lives and just focusing on this, this fantasy world of player X and player Y, and they're not thinking about the emotions involved. But I'm going to bring it back to your job. He should be pissed. Uh, yo, he should be I'm going to bring it back to your job. Somebody come in. No, not you, but just, it, it, oh. just people out oh, there. Oh, oh, okay. Somebody comes in. You're the anointed one. Somebody mm-hmm. comes in. You're struggling. You've got your own ideas for why you're struggling. Uh, you feel like management maybe is not hearing you. There's a there's a there's a backstory that nobody's considering. Somebody comes in and takes your job, and you're just supposed to sit there, and you train them, make them better, and you just sit there because that's what that's what you're supposed to do. Like there's some people like that, but most of us aren't like that. So stop it. I, and the people I don't expect Carson most, Wentz to most be of that the way. commentators who are talking about this aren't like that. Yeah. Okay, well, good. So, I'm glad you said that. I'm not, I'm not one of those people. All I'm saying is I'm okay with Carson Wentz being pissed, but I don't need you to tell me, Carson Wentz, if I'm the organization, that you have no interest in being a backup if it doesn't play because you're not happy with the way things have played out. You played like crap. He had more turnover-worthy plays than anybody in football this year, okay? The other guy stepped in probably too late. All the people who've been clamoring for Jalen Hurts all year, they look real smart right now. And the Eagles look real silly for waiting this long to put in a better player. But the other guy steps in, and they look like a whole different offense with Jalen Hurts at the helm. Yeah. And so Carson Wentz, or people on behalf of Carson Wentz, suggesting something. Hey, man, tell me something I don't know. You don't want to be as a backup. Great. We don't want to pay you $20 million or whatever it is as a backup, to be <laughs> honest with you. So just, so just sit tight, and this will all play out. We'll get you if Jalen Hurts we'll keeps playing this way, this problem will solve itself. So some kind of proclamation about what you're not going to do or what we're not going to do is I'm not going to be a backup. Well, you know what? That ain't your call at this point. 
because the other guy has outperformed you and the team seems to respond differently to him. And he's on, and oh, by the way, he's on a second round contract, which makes him that much more attractive moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think he is going to be traded. And there are a lot of situations, there are a lot of uh, quarterback uh, deficient situations out there in the league. And it's just a matter of like how eager is Philadelphia to, to get Carson Wentz out of there because they're going to have to pay some cost to trade him. And, and, they, and, and it's not unusual for uh, a team to have by some, some cost, money. By some cost, you mean a cap hit or do you mean like the cap hit? Who was, it? was it? Who was it with Osweiler? Wasn't it the Texans? A while, oh, yeah. a couple years ago, they traded a pick with Osweiler to Cleveland so that Cleveland would take on that contract. So you just That's mean right. straight cap hit. You don't mean draft compensation plus one. No, I'm talking about a cap hit. Just a cap it's hit. not going to be that yeah, expensive. Okay. I mean, I think that's going to work in Philadelphia's favor that, uh, hey, come on. Like, we're not trying to we, – we got a backup We got a backup player. Philadelphia has some leverage, believe it or not, even though that's a significant hit they'll have to take. They've got some leverage in that there are teams – like, I just told you about the Patriots, but it's not just the Patriots. Hey, somebody's going somebody's gonna to get Trevor Lawrence – Somebody's going to get Justin Fields, but there are a lot of teams out there. Or, or, you mean or a few there's, of them. A, well, I, there's a there's a market. There'll be a market. Who'll be looking for? Leverage, but they don't have any leverage. They, they, have, any leverage. they, they okay. have they don't have leverage. Like okay, going back to the Patriots. All right, uh, going into O2, there was no. Oh yeah, you know we got Tom who just won a Super Bowl. We'll bring back Bledsoe as a backup. They that tried to tell people that. Exactly, okay. but that wasn't happening. When I say it no leverage, happening. the Eagles have to trade Carson Wentz. If, if, if this is who Hurts is, and I believe that this is who Jalen Hurts really is, they have to trade Hart, Carson Wentz. I agree with you, but this is where the is leverage discussion. This is where the leverage is created. If you have two teams, all, all you need is two, not one. Oh yeah, so there's a, there's a market. Yes, there's a market. If you they got two teams and one of each other, yes, yeah. You got you got you got a bit of leverage, but I agree that he does have to get out of Philadelphia. But I'm telling you, I, I believe, and maybe I'm crazy on this. I, I think he's got uh, some good football left in him. I think he's a really good quarterback. Hey, who you is, can't watch for Ryan whatever Tannehill. reason. It might be here. It might, it might all be up Ryan here. Ryan Tannehill. There's so many. There's a long list of quarterbacks. There's several of them right now, but a long list of quarterbacks throughout history who's reinvented themselves and rehabilitated their careers, um, restarted their careers elsewhere. Just a change of scenery can make all the difference in the world. No, I mean, listen, it's unfortunate because he was one of the brightest stars in the league not that long ago. But I think it's, I think what Jalen Hurts is doing is at minimum an indictment of who Carson was this year, if not in general. He just may be a better player, regardless of yeah, man. Being, you know, not being paid as highly or not being drafted as highly. He may be just be a better player. I think the kid's the truth. I think he's the truth. I think he's only going to get better. And not only do the Eagles... Not only does Carson Wentz not want to be a backup, if the Eagles do, in fact, turn it over to Jalen Hurts, you know, after this season and going into next year, he, he doesn't need Carson Wentz behind him either. Like, they need to alleviate any semblance of a quarterback controversy this offseason. And you're right. I think they'll have multiple suitors for a guy like Carson Wentz. Yeah, he blew up. Uh, Jalen Hurts blew up my whole thing. He just blew up my whole argument. Oh, it's the organization. It's not just Carson Wentz. What about the receivers? What about the coaching staff? Uh, okay, nobody. Uh, uh, that that's true. That's true. But Jalen Hurts is like it's just shrugging. It's a shrug emoji. 
And I love his attitude. I don't know like, what happened. I don't want to hear nothing me. about you know best best. I just know I'm balling out. Best two starts. Yeah, he, he was just like no. He's like I hold myself to a standard. Like I, there's a, just a different energy about this offense. Like it's it's more it's more than a spark. You know, Doug Peterson said I just I just want to I want to give us a spark. This isn't a spark. You know, he has you know lit a fire really uh, underneath this offense and underneath this team. Again, they came up short yesterday against a playoff caliber Cardinals team, but they fight differently. They just got a different fight to them. I, I, I think everybody, you know I think a weight's been lifted off the entire o- offense, if not the organization. Yeah. I wonder, and, and this is all, because this, this, this whole year, as we know, uh, has been upside down. Uh, I wonder if, if we had been in a normal year, we had no preseason games uh, in, in 2020. So, if we had had a normal training camp and a normal preseason, would Jalen Hurts have beaten out Carson Wentz? It wouldn't have been a competition. Like, would this, would this have happened earlier? I think, I think the noise might have been louder. Okay, I'll play this game with you. If there had been a preseason and Jalen Hurts would have, like, really looked like, like he looks now, I think you'd yeah. have heard a lot more on WIP and in the papers. You'd have heard a lot more, a lot louder and a lot earlier calls for Jalen Hurts. But I don't think it was yeah. ever going to be a competition where you had the opportunity to unseat Carson Wentz. But, you know, but I think this is where the lack of uh, preseason, the reason I ask this question, because the division leader uh, in, in the NFC East is the football team. So the football team is mm-hmm. six and eight. Yeah. And, and, and we know, I, I like the story. I thought they win yesterday uh, over the Seahawks. They didn't, clearly. I like the story. But they're a 6 and 18. So if you had a normal, if you had a normal preseason, I agree. Jalen Hurts loses that competition, but he puts enough information, he puts enough on film for the coaches no to say, all right, okay, here we go. Here we go. And so you could, you could have saved your season because if Carson Wentz had started struggling, they would have pulled him earlier. They wouldn't have waited as long as they waited. It was more of a risk. Mm, that's it was a good, riskier. That's, yeah, that's a good that's a good point. I can see what you're saying, like that maybe they would have been inclined to to make the switch earlier if they'd have seen more from Hertz. They would have seen more uh, in terms of game action. I don't know if that had much to do with it, man. I think they they just were doing they were, they were they are so committed financially, emotionally, um, historically to Carson Wentz. I think oh, they're trying to get Carson Wentz. That sounds good. That sounds cute. So they you're so committed. They in the second round because they knew they needed a backup. And I'm not, and I'm not making excuses for it. Because I think, no, I think not, they drafted, not there. They drafted too high profile a quarterback in the second round. They knew they needed a backup. Right. And, and then Athletic reported this. Roseman wants to be a quarterback factory. So they just want to draft and develop quarterbacks. But what I'm saying, though, is they, I think they were trying to give Carson Wentz as much of an opportunity to play through it this year as possible. So even if, to your point, you know, Hurts would have played in the preseason and looked good and given them something to think about sooner, I think they would have stuck with they, – they rolled Carson Wentz until the wheels just fell off. And I think that's just how married they are uh, to that quarterback. And, and, but Jalen Hurts at this point, uh, he, he's nobody's side piece. You've, you've given uh, – well, it's funny that you say that because you've given uh, our audience some great marriage advice – uh, in the last couple of weeks, and one really detailed analogy that you used—it was detailed. You know, you know, you're going on like, "Hey, you know, if you're married, there's certain things you got to do." 
certain numbers you have to lose, certain decisions you can't make. So if you're so committed to me, why is this person around? Why you got this friends? person's around? You're so committed you to me, friends? yet what you, you got friends? some investment. You may, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't know. I, it, that's a mix. You send mixed messages. You're telling me you're committed 100%. to me, but I see a great deal of investment in this Jalen Hurts. Well, that's what, what well, that's what messed him up. That's what messed him up. That's part of what messed Rightfully him up. Rightfully so. You know, it was like, wait a second. I thought I thought this was my team. Why are you going? Why are you drafting the quarterback in the second round, and not just any quarterback, a Heisman finalist quarterback in the second round? You know, you know I'm sensitive. You know how I felt about. This Nick Foles situation, you know that you know that didn't right. sit well with me. You know what triggers me. Why would you? Why would you do this? I thought we. I thought. I thought we went through this already. Why would you do this again? Yeah, here. Oh, oh, there it is. I, I, there it is. I get. Look, I get why Carson yeah. would be disappointed, and bravo for doing all the right things because it ain't easy. It is not easy to sit there and clap and and be supportive and and be a cheerleader and and to and to uh, to help nurture the guy who is playing your position. That's got, that's got to really be, that, take, that takes a, 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 a true amount of professionalism and, frankly, character. For every time they cut away to you on the sideline, you're the first person meeting the offense coming off the field. Like, that's yeah. cool, man. That says a lot about Two the more weeks. You know? You just hold on for two more weeks. You want to see what happens? be over. No, I'm saying, for Carson Wentz, oh, okay. all he has to do is just put on a brave face for two more weeks, be a good teammate for two more weeks. Yeah. He's got enough. You're right. He's, but he, you're right. He's got enough fans around the league. He'll be fine. He'll, he'll land on and his feet. see you later. Yeah. He will definitely land on his feet. But I, but I do like your, I do appreciate your marriage advice that you've given everybody here in the, in the past couple weeks. There's some gems. This is what I heard. It's just what I've heard. Oh, okay. That's all. This is what I heard. Well, yeah, I mean, you've been married for a little bit. You, you've learned. Oh, sometimes the hard way. Ain't no competition, Mike Smith. It's all long family as, long here. As this is the, within the flow of the show, right? Flow of the show. It's all all the, within the flow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, there's no competition. I have to say though, there's one, there's one part of the college football playoff that has me feeling very competitive and very angry. Mm. All right. So, on a big picture. <laughs> I agree with a lot of people. I agree with a lot of people that the system is broken. A lot of people have said that. Hey, come on, how, how, how's this system? How are you going to have this system? And they're talking about the number four team in, in the playoffs, Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And Notre yeah. Dame beats Clemson without Trevor Lawrence. Double and, overtime. In, in South Bend. In South Bend. And, yeah. And then uh, in, in the championship game, ACC championship though. game. It's not, even a, it's not even a game. It's not even a game. Yeah. So they're talking about Notre Dame. But then I agree that Ohio State is a little shaky too because they only played six games. And they had to petition everybody to make sure they got a Big Ten championship game to get to number six so they could be playoff eligible. So look at these other teams. 11 games, 11 games, 11 games, six. Texas A&M right there at 8-1. And, and I was feeling Texas A&M 
and others who were criticizing the season until I saw this tweet. Look at this tweet from Texas A&M's cocky quarterback. <laughs> so, uh, so Kellen Mond says, Texas A&M has no quality wins. All right. Now, that's that's, what, that's, quote, what, that's right. what they say. That's, that's what, what they, they say. say. A lot of people say it, though. Yeah. All of these SEC teams that are mediocre, in quotes, in the media's eyes, would run the table in some of these other leagues. Only a few teams out of the SEC can really play in the SEC. Okay, you know, I'll, I'll just stop that, stop that, stop that. Okay, I agree with you, but now I'm rooting for you to get yourself curved stop in your Orange Bowl game. I am against Texas A&M right now. We will start off at the beginning of the tweet. I'm on his side. <laughs> Right. At the end then of the tweet. he had to go there. Now he's so going the, at this, family now. This is the, this now the big, this the big 10 coming out. This is the big 10 coming now out. Now going to my conference. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. It's like, oh, so the SEC wins the, the national championship every year. Who won it last year? Who won the national championship last year? I mean, the SEC. Who won the SEC? It was Clemson. Uh, Where they play? No. Uh, that, what that do? No. LSU ACC. won the national championship last year. Was it LSU last year? Okay, the year before. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, wait, am, I, am I crazy? All right. It was close like, to the year before. I, remember, anyway. I, I, I remember this dude named Joe Burrow who like had a okay, historically Joe Burrow, ball, great. Yeah, okay, and then, yeah, and then yeah, uh, OBJ, right. OBJ with the, uh, yeah, yeah. With the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Year but, before, though. Yeah. But my point Your is, point still stands. They're good players is, drafted in the second round. It's not Your point like, still stands. I can't stand this. I can't stand the SEC arrogance mm-hmm. in football, just like the ACC used to be, they moved on from it. The ACC used to be the same way in basketball, all as if yeah. they invented the game, as if there are no good players outside the ACC. There are no fast players outside the SEC. Did, did Patrick Mahomes play in the SEC? Nope. Did you? So wait. Like, like, okay. Since you since you all won, I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna get triggered by Dabo. In his coaches poll, he had Ohio State 11. I, I thought it. that was going. I thought that was going. No, I get it. Ball. I get it. That, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm almost, in some ways, I'm on the side of. Huh, man, this is this, this hurts to say. In some ways, I'm on the side of Dabo. In some ways, uh, I'm, I'm on the side of Kellen Mond. I'm, I'm on their side when you look at games played because the SEC is a great conference. And when you play nine games and you see somebody with six get into the college football playoff, you're like, what's up? When but you're, they've been when so you're, impressive when you in playing, those six, though. Haven't they, haven't they won by like an average of 21 points or something like that? Like Ohio State, if I'm not mistaken. Like they've been so impressive in those six. Yeah, they don't have the, the same number of games, but if this is about. But isn't that part of it, though? Quality, I mean, don't you have to. I mean, upsets happen. Upsets happen in game seven, eight, nine. You know, weird things happen. So you can't project, okay, they, they were so impressive in those six games that, you know, tack on five more, they'd also, they'd still be in the college football playoff. I don't know that. But this is a little, it's it's a little interesting. He's got Coastal Carolina. <laughs> He's well, got but Coastal you know, Carolina. Yeah, no, I love, look, I love this. It's one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite stories of the day. Because they will play Ohio State and get a chance to prove Dabo's point. And, and maybe yeah. they end up right. And hey, you know, your, your six wins 
uh, you know, you shouldn't be here. Maybe they get to prove it. I know who for damn sure is going to be proven not worthy of being there, and that's Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Last week, Notre we didn't even get to yeah. this. Brian Kelly talking about families should go there. So you want families to go so you can get massacred? That's what, you, that's what we're looking at? I mean, like, because what's going to happen, like Notre Dame had its playoff chance, and that was the ACC championship game. If they had lost a close one, I'd be like, you know what? Okay, I do want to see if they're one of the best teams in the country. There's no way that you can watch the ACC title game and believe that Notre if the if the whole goal of the playoff is to crown the best team in the country, Notre Dame's not in the conversation. They've eliminated see, themselves from the conversation by virtue of the ACC championship performance or lack thereof. Okay? But it really speaks to Michael. I don't I don't look, you're you're kind of in the minority at this point. The six game thing, Dabo's got a problem with the six games. The rest of the SEC, you know, somebody else may have a problem with the six games. But the, the, the polarizing team, the controversial choice right now is Notre Dame. You know, because the other three have been so impressive. And obviously the Clemson's only loss came when, when, when Trevor you know, Lawrence and some defensive starters were out and Trevor had COVID-19. The, the, the crime was committed against the group of five teams such as Cincinnati. Like Cincinnati yeah. being eighth, not fifth, not sixth or seventh, but eighth? With that defense and seven double-digit wins, yeah, and and I believe they had more wins versus the top twenty-five and against teams with winning records than Notre Dame or Texas A&M. Coastal Carolina was eleven and zero and legit, but yet Iowa State at eight and three was ahead of Coastal Carolina. That that's terrible. I mean, it's terrible. It, it's like, but the whole thing, Michael, it, it's it's kind of apropos in twenty twenty because our entire political system is broken. The politics as it, as, it as it refers to the playoffs, as it relates to the playoffs, the politics of the college football playoffs, they've been poisoned. It, it's just, it's, 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 it's rigged. This, this, not, the, not the election, the selection was rigged. They made up their mind who they wanted in this thing long time ago, and nothing these teams did along the way were going to change their minds, because this is an invitational for these big brands to get as many eyeballs as possible on this big moneymaker event. This was not about getting the four best teams because you're not going to tell me Notre Dame deserved it. And you're not going to tell me that, that Cincinnati is eighth. That's a joke. Except it's not Mike, Mike Frank. And I don't, typically, I Michael, and I don't typically care Frank, about most of this. Frankly, stuff. I, I did win the selection. I did win the selection. Frankly, we, <laughs> the whole, this whole thing, it. we're going to appoint a special counsel and a martial law Dude, I don't usually get hot and bothered by this. I usually don't get hot and bothered by this because it's, it's a four-team selection. The whole system is broken because what it really needs, Michael, it, people talk about expanding the playoffs. They need to expand their thinking. It's not about eight teams because if you get eight, then somebody at number nine or ten is going to be upset. You know, there needs to be automatic bids. And they need to look at this beyond just this the power five the problem is their bias toward you started off going off on the sec it's not just the bias in favor of the sec it's the power five in general that's the problem well but that that is the problem that's exactly it and that's why i say you know hating the player and the game you know the player obviously he had he had his thing but it's bigger than him the the system is not designed to find the best team in college football it's going to be really difficult think about this it's almost the opposite of March Madness. 
So March Madness, they keep talking about how do we expand? How do we expand? So they're up to what, 68 now. And you will find at least the opportunity is there. The opportunity, the illusion is there that you Mm -hmm. can have a real upset champion. And you almost did about 10 years ago with Butler in back-to-back seasons. That would have, that would have qualified as the first real mid-major conference champion winning the national championship. That would have been just like throwing the whole machine off. But the machine is alive and well in college football. And it's not just in the Power Five conferences, but look at, like, pair the Power uh, Power Five conferences and the college football playoff with uh, National Signing Day. Put those two together and you'll see how impossible this mountain is to scale, Mike. You're never going to have an underdog. You're not going to have an underdog. You can't have an underdog win it because you're not going to have an underdog get in it. Yeah. Top 10 teams, National Signing Day. You got the same old Ohio State and Alabama and Georgia and Clemson. Okay, that's just the way it's going to be. You're not going to have an underdog crack the top 10 in National Signing. Then you have the college football playoff. You knew Alabama was going to be in there. You knew Alabama or Georgia. It was going to be Clemson in there. It's, it's going to be Clemson or Clemson. Uh, it's going to be Ohio State. And then your number four this year is Notre Dame. But even if and Notre Dame is take out Notre Dame, put in Texas A&M. Right. And, then, and, somebody, and, and somebody will be complaining. And, you know, and, and if Texas A&M were in, if, to your point, if Texas A&M were in, there'd be complaints about, wait, how Texas A&M get in when they got beat down by Alabama, didn't win their conference, I, I, I don't even know that Texas A&M is the is the is the true victim. I know that Kellen Mond, he he, you know, they, they were the next team up in the rankings. I know that Kellen Mond's tweet garnered some attention, but I still think it's the idea that this is an exclusive party, and the only people that's invited are are, are just a select group, not even anybody from Power Five conferences, it's a 1%. but a select group. This, this was from exactly this was from USA Today. So in seven years, the SEC has had only three members make the playoff, Alabama, Georgia, LSU. The ACC has had two, Clemson, Florida State. The Pac-12 have had two, Oregon and Washington. And the Big Ten have had Ohio State and Michigan State. And the Big 12 has only had Oklahoma. So 11 programs, Michael, have earned 28 possible playoff berths since the system started in 2014. It's just, if you're trying to, the most interesting format or playoff doesn't have the same old actors every year, but you're right. When those teams are, just, are you're not going to tell me Alabama doesn't belong in it if you're trying to talk about the best teams. Clemson certainly belongs in it, you know. And Ohio State, six games in all, typically one of the best handful of teams in the country. So it is, it's hard to argue against three of the four. So if we're nitpicking about that fourth, it would have just been nice to at least see, even if you don't get to play, even if you don't get in the VIP, at least be like just on the outside looking in. For, for for Cincinnati to be eight, and what was Coastal Carolina? Um, ten. What, what were they, 11th? Were they 10? For, for, for them to be that far down and behind teams that did not have their resume, it's just, it, it's, it speaks to a bias and, frankly, a, a prejudice on the part of the selection committee because they're just assuming that if you're from a Power Five conference, that you're better than the best that the group of five has to offer. Exactly. And that's, you know? that's the issue. And, and they, and they never the move off those ratings. They never The, the ratings no, they hardly don't. ever moved. Nope. That was the frustrating part nope. about this. And again, I'm more, into the pro- I'm more invested in the process, Michael, 
than I am in the product. I'm not, I told you before, I'm not a hardcore college football guy. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to, this is not full outrage on my part. However, I do recognize injustice when I see it. And if this is supposed to be a playoff, it would just nice. It would just be nice if there were a path to the playoffs. But as you just laid out, that path re- realistically does not exist as currently constituted. And a lot of people, you know, like even even Texas A&M saying, you know, Jimbo Fisher, and they all, I love it. They all went into uh, politician mode after their games. So, so on Saturday, so Brian Kelly says, "Hey, there's no question. There's no question after losing to Clemson. Hey, we we played Clemson twice. We got in that arena twice." We were one on one against Clemson. Eh, there's some small print there. Not that really. You're ignoring. Yeah. <laughs> Jimbo Fisher says, "Hey, something's wrong. Something's wrong with the system. They didn't have Texas A&M in it. No, something's wrong with the system. Uh, there's nothing in there." Ryan Day says, "Hey, I'll take against anybody in the country. I'll take Ohio State. I'll go with the Ohio State Buckeyes against everybody. So they all get in. But they're not really bitterly complaining. Those on the outside, Texas A&M is not going to bitterly complain." Because they all, if you are a power five school, you are benefiting from this broken system. It's more like our political system. Uh, There are more similarities than we want to admit. The system is broken, but if your pockets are being lined, if you're getting a lot of money based on a broken system, you're not trying to upset that thing. Status quo seems pretty good to you if you got millions and millions of dollars being poured into your league, even if your team specifically is not being invited, the conference, your conference is represented. And that's what's happening right now. So I'm going to go ahead, as we go to break, I'm going to go ahead and I guess I'll remix W.E.B. Du Bois, right? So the system cannot fail those it was not designed to benefit. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just say it was not designed to benefit these other schools, so... Yeah, I mean, it, and speaking of benefits, ultimately, let's just, let's just get to a point where these kids are actually getting paid. Because all this money you're talking about, there's been some progress, some conversations, some court cases, Bill of Rights, and so on and so forth. The people we're talking about that's, that's playing still ain't getting nowhere near uh, even even crumbs off of this here table. Forget about what's the team the, not, the being, not being able to sit at the table. They're not even getting crumbs off the table. What's the default response to that? Default response. Well... Getting paid with scholarships. Please. I don't, yeah, yeah, exactly. Child, please. Mr. Mercedes is a Peacock exclusive drama series based on the best selling trilogy by Stephen King. Detective Bill Hodges is coaxed out of retirement and into a thrilling chase with serial killer Mr. Mercedes. Full episodes are available now, right here on Peacock. Start streaming today. out to Sam Cook. It's been a long time coming, but a change has finally come. A top I love it, man. of the AFC East, 
first division title since 1995. Um, and it's just the beginning for Buffalo, man. You know, maybe that goes without saying. And this is why I'm so adamant, you know, I, hopefully we get back into the Jets a little later on. That's why I'm so adamant about, you know, the Jets blowing the opportunity to get a guy. Look, Josh Allen was not a number one overall pick, you know. Right. Uh, but when you get Probably a guy. Probably should have been. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. That goes, that's but, the, you know, Josh Allen versus thing. Lamar Jackson. Lamar thing. Jackson. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, when you get a guy at that position, and more important, or just as important, you do what Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have done, and that's surround him with talent and coaching and tutelage to bring out the best in him. You know, whether or not the Bills are able to break through and finally win a Super Bowl in a conference that includes uh, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, and I know he's down this year, but I, I, I'm assuming he's going to be back. Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield. They got a lot of young guns in the AFC. And whether or not the Bills are able, able to break through, there is a beauty of just, in just being at the dance. And Buffalo, year in and year out, looks like they're going to be at the party. Um, and listen... Kansas City, who will, you know, I want to touch on in a moment, but just staying on Buffalo, Kansas City, you know, we've all got them penciled in for the Super Bowl. But crazy things happen in the playoffs. There are no guarantees. Yep. Kansas City may, may not even make it to the AFC title game. I, it, it, Buffalo, Buffalo is about that Super Bowl life. Buffalo looks super balanced. They look super, uh, you know, they're talented across the board. They're super confident. I don't want to call them Super Bowl bound Buffalo Bills. Maybe not this year, but in the very near future, they will get back where Bills Mafia uh, got accustomed to being back in the 90s, man. They just, they got that look about them. And, and, and like I said, they're really just getting started. Yeah, I, I like the way you said that too. They're just getting started because, you know, it, it, part of the country where I am, I've had an opportunity to look at them, not just this this year, but the last few years. And they have. That's exactly the way to put it. They have been coming for a while. You can see them, you know, making smart draft choices and making a, 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 a smart head coaching hire in Sean McDermott. And the way they've approached their business, like last year, they made the playoffs. They, I think they were 10 and 6 last year. Uh, but they earned. And this, a, this is the third. This is the third in the last four years. So they're not. They're not yeah. new to the party. But they're, they're yeah, dressed but to, differently. But Let's different. put it that way. This, they, right, they're, showing, they're showing up in a better ride. They dress differently. Right. No question. So when they make the playoffs last year, they're going on the road. Last year they have two games with the Patriots. They played really close games with the Patriots. Tom Brady's last season, and they have these close losses. But they're not happy about it. Whereas mm -hmm. some AFC East teams would say, oh, yeah, hey, we were right there. We were right there in the end. A couple of plays go our way. We win the game. They're not happy about it. Sean McDermott would not defer. He never has deferred to Bill Belichick. As a matter of fact, he has gone up to Bill Belichick after games. Remember one play, he thought Gronk made a dirty play. He was like, you know what? I'm not oh, happy yeah. with Gronk. Yeah. Yeah. And Belichick was like, yeah, you're right. That was some BS. And yeah. He has gotten into fights 
got into arguments before the game, McDermott has, telling Belichick's kids, hey, get off the field. Like, get, you're on our side of the field. So it's just like this mentality that they've had. So they've had the mentality, not a loser's mentality, Mike, a winner's mentality. They've had a, a winner's mentality before they actually won games. They've made good draft choices, taking uh, Josh Allen at number seven, taking Ed Oliver at number nine, uh, Tredavious White, another good pick in the 20s. They've done a really good job in Buffalo. It's also the process, too. It's also that process that step is like, hey, well, oh, that's that's the thing, you know, and we'll see if it's it's a shame that it's happening in in this season because there are no fans quite like Bill's Mafia. Uh, I've come to love them over the years. They've given us a lot of content, shall we say. Um, But, uh, you know, that gradual step, you know, from just trying to establish a culture to making the playoffs. Look at that. You know, come on. Look at that. Yes, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful sight. I mean, hope, I mean, hopefully they all wore masks. I mean, I know they weren't socially distanced, but, you know, hey, this is, uh, it's been, like I said, they've been waiting a long time. But now they win a division, and we'll see if they can make some noise and go deep into the playoffs. And again, maybe it ends in disappointment. But I guess I'm just saying, like, in the grand scheme, just knowing, like, we're going to be here. You know, and maybe they don't break through and win it all, but just being there, you know, it's like G.I. Joe knowing it's half the battle. It's like just being there every year and having a chance. Not a fluky year where you, you catch fire and you got a quarterback for a year. Like, they got a guy that's only going to get better, presumably. And going back to these fans, they're a unique group of fans for a number of reasons. But I still maintain that there is not a more impressive achievement in NFL history than going to four straight Super Bowls. I know they didn't win one, but going Bruh, to four straight don't even. stands don't, is just, don't, it's unparalleled. Don't, no, I, Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> come hey, listen. On, I, 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 we can argue till the cows come home. Come on, Going man. to four straight Super Bowls? I don't care what happened when they got there. That's hard. That's, 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 that's damn near impossible. That's you hard to he do. He don't care what happened when they got there. <laughs> I, I mean, I, listen. I know Because I know what happened when they got there. I know what happened. We all know yeah. what happened. Is there another team to make it to four straight Super Bowls that I missed? Did I did I miss something? Has somebody else gone to four? You gotta straight? win one. Win one of them. Has somebody else gone, win one. Has somebody else gone to four straight Super Bowls? Probably not. Okay. But you gonna go to four straight? Know, you might as well win one. Let, I didn't say win all four. Let me know when that happens. I didn't say win let three. Let me know when that happens. I didn't say win half of one. Anybody can go to one. Some teams can go back. Go okay. Two if anybody years. can go to. Okay. If anybody can go to go one to, and going to it. four. If you go to four oh, and you lose them all. You're a betting man. What are the odds? You're a betting man. What are the odds of going to four to begin That's hard with? to do. Obviously, it's hard you to think go- you wouldn't what's lose harder? all four. Tell, tell me what's <laughs> harder, to make it to four or to lose four in a row? Well, it, it just got okay. worse. Okay, smart ass. It got worse and worse. What's harder is, like, to, <laughs> what's harder is losing <laughs> four in a row because you have to get to four in a row in order to lose four in a hey, row. Look, so, yes, it's harder to lose four in a row. <laughs> Mike, um. I'll say this in defense of Buffalo. I, I will defend. There's a, there's certain true that certain things that have become truisms in the NFL, and I say, I, you know, mm-hmm. wait a minute, we've gone too far here. And I think mm-hmm. Buffalo choking in the Super Bowl is one of them. Now they they lost to Dallas twice. Yes, they were not better than Dallas. They weren't close. Yeah, that wasn't close. They weren't close to Washington. Washington really was, you know. But then the whole thing of Thurman couldn't find his helmet. That's just yeah. that's just bad. That's just bad look. Yeah. 
They were better than the Giants. And even though this game plan, this Bill Belichick game plan that's in the Hall of Fame, they lost by a point on a 47-yard field goal miss on grass. I know you look at field goal kickers now, and like 47, that's nothing. It wasn't like that in the early 90s. 47 on grass, that was not a gimme. It's a gimme now. It wasn't a gimme then. I, I'll defend yeah. him on that, but we, we, they get to I think, I think what we're both saying is we both want we both want better win. fan base to, to we want we both want this fan base to get theirs to, to enjoy. Don't Much occupy, like last year. Don't occupy uh, my Super Bowl and waste my time with another loss, though. <laughs> well, much like you go go much you like last win. year, much like last year um, with the Chiefs, first time in half a century they finally break through. Now they had won one, but not since Hank Stram in Super Bowl four. But they go and they win it last year for their long-suffering fans who were who often were oh so close, only to be disappointed come playoff time. Well. Now, there's, there's much of an automatic as you could be in this league. A league that just saw the number one defense lose to a winless team, right? The Chiefs, Michael, as, so you may know they won 22 out of 23. 11 straight on yep. the road. But check mm. this out. So they've won their last six by a total of 23 points, which, is, which makes them the first team in NFL history to win six straight games by six points or fewer. And so there's the old that adage. Hard to believe. That's hard to believe that they're the first team to ever yeah. win six straight by six. Yeah, right. Who's that, that a quarter like I feel like I want to challenge um, that stat. I'm going to throw a challenge flag at it. One of these stat services, I, I forgot I didn't write that oh, one part of them. down. Okay. But, so first team so, to win six straight games by six or fewer. Okay. Yes. Because, I mean, you, you think back, you know, they, they were blowing out Tampa. Tampa made it interesting. Miami fought back, you know, uh, yesterday against New Orleans. You know, looked like they were going to pull away early. Drew Brees looked awful. Saints take the lead. Then they, you know, explode again, and they look like they're in control. Like, oh, Saints make it interesting again. It's like they, they've been a little too close for, for some people's comfort. I, just, I guess I want to figure out where we are in Kansas City from this standpoint. We know they got the best quarterback in the game, you know. Yeah arguably the best player. There's the adage, you know, good teams don't uh, win close games. They avoid them. And, but I Kansas City, I don't, I, don't, I don't feel that way. And I think that's, a, yeah. that's an insult. Because there is something, it is a skill to be able to pull out close games. I don't see this as a flaw, a fatal flaw either. No. I, 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 do, I do look at it through the prism of, of a strength. However, however, <laughs> much like, it, it doesn't feel like Pittsburgh. When Pittsburgh was undefeated, and it was like, oh, they, they, they're, they're close. They're, they're, these are these games that they're, they're hanging on. It was something. They're about to lose. They, they're going to lose. Yeah. And then when they lost to Washington, it was like, see, it was bound to happen. I don't know that I would look at Kansas City and say it's bound to happen. But at some point, they're going to get got, right? Or are they just too good to ever for, for these close games to ever not go their way? I still think, all right, so they play a poor game. Uh, well, not not a poor game. They they don't play their best. Mm-hmm. So they didn't play their best against um, against Miami. Three interceptions. Patrick Mahomes takes that thirty yard sack and they win that game. They don't play their best against New Orleans and they still score thirty two points. Like they they've been and it's not just points because then you feel like you could crack that code. All right. Oh, I could keep them in the twenties and they've been held in the 20s a half dozen times this year. 
Like they played an overtime game. We, we forget about this game. They played an overtime game against the Chargers. What was it week two, week three? My God, and Justin they scored twenty three. Yeah. They scored twenty three points. So they've won by scoring twenty three points. They've won by scoring um, at twenty two. They got a twenty nine. They they they've been low and they they won those games. They've won high scoring games. So I, I think with Kansas City, the only way the only way to beat them. And I don't know if they even want to play this way. If they want to play this way, because they've won this way too. But I think this is the, way, the formula to beat them. Is you take away all the deep stuff from Patrick Mahomes, and you say, all right, Mahomes, I'll give you check downs and a running game all day long. I'm not, there's no way in the world. You throw it down, you throw it down the field to Tyreek Hill, we're going to pick it off. Or it's going to be an incompletion. There's no way. We're going to give you everything underneath. You can have it. It's yours. And see if that, that's the only way you can beat them. I can't think of any another way. And that, that still may not be enough. That may not be well, enough. Hopefully, Clyde Edwards Elay. Because they can win that game. Injury. Yeah, he had a nasty injury, but it looks like he'll be back for the playoffs, or at least the last I read. You know, dude out here, Patrick Mahomes out here throwing basketball chess passes for touchdown passes, running the option. You know, not the read option, like the legit option. Word. <laughs> Pitching it to Le'Veon right. Bell for a touchdown. It's just uh, – So what do you think, and, though? And, I mean, do you think well, – To answer I, my own question, I don't, yeah. I don't see them as a team that's like – they're not – these aren't flukes. I just see them, I see them as a team that can do whatever needs to be done whenever they need it. Like when they need a play, yeah. Mahomes is going to make it. That's a championship when they team. Need a, when they need to stop – yeah, when they need to stop, they're going to make it. I mean, Andy Reid – you know, gone are the days when you question his play calling. You know, it's like it's almost like the game caught up to him uh, eventually. And so, but it's I, almost I don't see but them you know, maybe a, Mike, they're not they're not they're not they're not got, doing this high wire act where they're eventually going to fall off. And I, I don't see that. I still I still like them to go all the way through to Tampa and win the Super Bowl. Um, Buffalo will be my second pick in the AFC as it stands right now. That's not going. Don't forget about Pittsburgh. Don't forget about Pittsburgh. No, I'm intentionally I'm intentionally forgetting about Pittsburgh. Um, I know you when are. It comes to the top but, two. But, I, I'll just say this about the Steelers. Uh, Mike, Mike Tomlin doesn't make excuses, but Michael Holly will. I'm very comfortable making an excuse. And the excuse is, don't forget, three games, 12 days. Three games, 12 days. They had the roughest stretch of the season. In their three-game, 12-game stretch, they lost two of those games. That's not going to happen yeah. again the rest of the year. Uh, they're going to go to the playoffs. They're going to be a tough out. I'm not saying Pittsburgh's going to win a championship. Just don't forget about them. But with, with Kansas City, uh, I was going to say two things. One, with Andy Reid, maybe his play calling changed because, because of Mahomes. Yeah. Because now I've got this guy. I can't justify being some reckless play caller when I don't have a quarterback who can fulfill what all the, the yeah. imagined, you know, all these imaginative plays I have in my mind. I, I'm not going to give Alex Smith that. No disrespect. I'm not going to give that to Donovan McNabb. Yeah. Maybe Michael Vick, that one year, a great year Michael Vick had, and he said, okay, I might be able to do something like this. So that's one. And then two, all I'll say is, I know Kansas City did it last year. They were a team that looked like a Super Bowl champion going into the playoffs. Not the prohibitive favorite, though. That was Baltimore. Remember, they were number one seed. Everyone thought Baltimore was unbeatable. Yep. But it's very rare that you look at a team earlier in the year and say, that team's going to win the Super Bowl, and that team wins the Super Bowl. It happens every now and then, but most of the time it doesn't. 
There's always somebody that just kind of comes in there and like, oh, why didn't we see them coming? Yeah. Now, ask me who that team is. I don't know. Maybe it's your Green Bay Packers. I wouldn't call them a not coming team. Is it your, Cle- is it well, your Cleveland maybe- Browns? Is it your Cleveland Browns? <laughs> you know, what about, what about, yeah. That can I'm, knock them off. You know, that but can they might knock not them have, off. To your point, they may not have to knock them off. That's the beauty of the playoffs, especially with this expanded field with one bye week. Like Buffalo, like if, you, if, if Buffalo played Kansas City head to head in Kansas City, all right, I would do, I would obviously pick Kansas City as I think most people outside of Buffalo would. But if something crazy happens along the way where Kansas City gets upset and then Buffalo ends up, you know, um, playing at Pittsburgh or something, I don't know. It's like they may not have to go head to head for somebody to win. Like you said, Baltimore, they lost before they got to the AFC title game last year. Um, So we never got to see Lamar versus Patrick in the playoffs, at least, or at least in the the, the AFC title game. Um, Well, it's an incredible thing happen. Don't you think it's an incredible reward? And we, we'll probably talk about this as the playoffs get a little bit closer. What a reward it is to have one. So if you're the number one seed, you're the only yeah. team now. So that it's I one of the like teams it in football. I like it better. I, okay. It's better. It's a, it's a more, it's a lucrative reward. Yeah. But it gives you such an advantage. Like, I'm not picking Kansas City to lose in a divisional round. I'm just not going to. Right. They got You've got an advantage in. over yeah. you're rested. You can heal up. You can prepare. Yeah. That 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 bye week is huge. huge. And now instead of it's now huge. you cut it in half. You only got two teams yeah. who are gonna have that bye week. If you play that right, you've got a major advantage over over everybody else. All right. Uh let's let's sneak in this uh this break. I kind of want to go back. I feel like there's a lot of meat on that Jets bone. I, okay, I, I love that story. Um, we didn't even talk about the team that actually might get him, but then there's some other stuff popping up. But hey, we got two more shows this week, so something might. Oh, we can do a. Or we do. We might do a little back and forth. You know, thirty seconds here, minute there. Nah, that ain't that ain't our style. That's not how we play. Nah, we don't do that. We can't do that. <laughs> that's, not, that's not how. That's not the offense we run. Sunday night, NFL rushing leader and stiff arm king, Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans battle MVP candidate Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Sunday night, 7 Eastern, only on NBC. Hey, Mike, how they do it? Duval. I like that. I like that little thing. I don't know why I like it so much. This is the mayor of, uh, of Jacksonville, Lenny Curry. The New York freaking Jets delivered an early Christmas present to Jacksonville today. Seriously, this Jets win could be a defining moment for our ball club. See you next week, then see you at the draft. This is the win of the day. And then he goes on to say, no one saw this coming. Tis the season and Santa smiled on Jacksonville today. So here's what I want to just kind of point out. I want to ask, ask a question, but I also want to make this, this observation, all right? Calm um, down, Lenny. Calm down, Lenny. Look. And and by the way, it doesn't, just so everybody understands how this works, uh, the tiebreaker is strength of schedule. Whoever has the easier strength of schedule, the reason or the rationale being, if you went 1-15 against a weaker schedule, you're more deserving of the number one pick. And so, uh, you know, if everybody loses out, um, 
you know, there's no way that mathematically the Jets can overtake uh, Jacksonville. So uh, with that in mind, I want you to think about something, Michael. I'm about to ask you how should we've talked about how Jets fans should feel. We've talked about how the organization and the players look at it. But we haven't talked about whether Trevor Lawrence should feel better today about the prospect of playing in Jacksonville versus New York. Because I will say this, for all the people, yourself included, who were talking that talk about him pulling a, an Eli or pulling a, an Elway and saying that he refused to play for the Jets. Oh, man. I think, I think that's a loss for pro football. I think it's a loss for the league. And you yeah. know how much I love Jacksonville. I told you I think yeah. it's the best GM job. I think they got a lot of young talent that covered as far from Bear. They got a lot of draft capital. They pretty much control this draft. They just got a lot of picks, too. But they control this upcoming draft with all the trades that they made. I, you know, they deserve a good quarterback, too. Don't get me wrong. But I think it's a loss for us to not have a, a Trevor Lawrence in the New York market. Sorry, I'm going big tech. I'm going big business. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go I'm ahead. Not, I agree with not you. me crapping on Jacksonville, Duval County. Well, but for all the people that talked about, oh, he well, wants to avoid the Jets, you'd rather see Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville than New York? Come on. Come on now. Am I right or am I right? You're right. Jacksonville's all right. Not only is it a loss, it is a loss for the NFL. It's a temporary loss, though. Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. You'd rather have Trevor Lawrence in New York than have him in Jacksonville. But when he's in Jacksonville, here's a good story. This is He's going to become an international sensation because they're going to lose their team. And they're going to London anyway. Stop. They're going to so, London. Stop. They're going to London. Stop. All right. Stop. Oh, stop fronting. Uh, Shaq Khan, stop fronting. Tell the people the truth. Let's be transparent. You're going to London. All right. Football-wise, football, football um, wise, this is the best thing for Trevor Lawrence. Football-wise. I would, I would, I, I would take their, I would, I would take is their it? roster over the Jets roster. I would. Right now, as President Casas, I would. Well, yeah, I mean they no, both won fifteen. The Jets are not. The Jets are not. Um, you, you said the same thing you said about Jacksonville that the cover's not bare. The Jets don't have a bare cupboard either. And I'll tell you what, what Jackson, what what the Jets have. What the Jets have in place is a GM who, despite this one win season, he comes from good stock. Joe Douglas comes from, 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 from good stock. So they've got a GM. They're going to have a new head coach, I imagine. They've got some building blocks in place. Who's Jacksonville's GM? What's their plan? What's their vision? I don't know. They're smart I think as Louis I, I would much... If they give him the job, is, he, is the job his? It's, they, it's they pretty much they'd said, be interested, but yeah. You've got the job, and then when he gets no. the job, what kind of head coach are they going to bring in? Right. Are they going to try to bring in Dabo? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, listen. I, it's, I think New York's got more. I think New York, I like the infrastructure better with the Jets. And that's saying something. But you were trying to get... Yeah, but you were trying to get Trevor Lawrence. You've been saying all season that Trevor Lawrence need to be rethinking whether to come out. Or whether to pull a power play and try to and try not to go to New York. I thought that, but then I listened. I did this crazy thing. I listened to him. I listened to oh. him in that interview. He that great interview he did with Dan Patrick, and he said he yeah. understood. He said all the right things. I understand it. I understand that I, I may go to a situation 
where they haven't had a lot of success. And I and, and I'm ready for it. I'm ready for the uh, I'm ready for the challenge. So he's ready they've for been it. Looking for, he they've been looking for a guy, with all due respect to Ken O'Brien, they've been looking, and, and, and Chad Pennington even, they've been looking he for a guy him, yeah. since Joe Willie Namath, man. Benny, like, that's, that's for me, and that, to me, the, uh, yeah, to me, the idea of, of him landing in New York in a division that's already got Josh Allen and, you know, if, assuming two is the real deal, like, I was, that, that excited me. Uh, was him taking on the Big Apple and, and him turning it, helping to turn that woe-be-gone franchise around. For crying out loud, the Jaguars have had more recent success than uh, than the Jets have. Um, and no state and tax. They're actually He's got tanky. that going for And them. actually, I don't want them to be rewarded. Who? The Jags? Jacksonville's actually, Jacksonville is tanking. Okay. No. The ja- or- no, the, no. They have been... They, okay, they've been building it from the ground up. They have been more competitive this year. Remember, I told you early on, I love how they were doing it. They were winning or they were losing close games, which meant in my book they were winning. The Jets, yeah, they've had a couple of games, Raiders, Patriots, yesterday where they were like right there and they made deserve to win. But if I'm not mistaken, they were about to have the worst point differential in NFL history. Sam Donald's been hurt, but they're one of the worst teams we've seen in a long time. Jacksonville... Right. I believe, you know, it's not like I've been locked in on Jaguars games, but they've been oh, more that. competitive. Yes, you have. Even in, you, you have. No, I haven't. You love this team. I do know this much. You, I know that who I know that a 37-year-old Frank Gore, future Hall of Famer Frank Gore, closed the game for the Jets yesterday, whereas Jaguars got James Robinson um, out of Northern Illinois, best undrafted running back. At least statistically, rookie running backs, best undrafted rookie running this. back in NFL history. They got some pieces in Jacksonville. Do you think? Do I still you think would rather that, see him uh, in New York, though. Do you think Gardner Minshew was available to play all season long? Probably. Okay, okay. I see where you're going with right. this. Probably. All right. Yeah. Probably. That's what I'm saying. And they, and they, and they went That's to Mike Glennon. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I got you. I, no, you're right. Um, touche. Touche. Um, but you know, we all, we talk. I, I got to I want to. The, the person I'm looking at the most in the playoffs and probably going to be most fascinated by is, is Justin Fields. Because if you're the Jets, we talked about this earlier, we'll be talking about this a, lot, a long time. Do they still go quarterback? Was it, was it Trevor Lawrence or Bust? Or are they That's like, a good oh, question. we'll be more than happy with Justin Fields at number two. You know? Yeah. And, and, you know, there are some possibilities. It's a strong, it's a strong draft. It's a strong draft for quarterbacks. Or do they do this now? You have mentioned this before. Before you became obsessed with Trevor Lawrence, once upon a time you said you get the <laughs> number one pick and trade down. I did. So I did. But then I got, got convinced that he was the second coming. I wasn't thinking about the second right, pick now, because it was all about the second coming. So now you got the second. Nobody's going to trade that first pick. So the second pick, maybe somebody wants to come up and get Justin Fields. You're the Jets. You're happy with Sam Darnold. You pick up some additional picks. And you build it the right way, Mike. You build it the right way. Paint a school. I've been, been trying to tell you, paint a school. Smart picks. Hey, um, hey maybe they let's, do. Uh, we, we, got, we got this last break. We got to sneak in here. We got some basketball we got to cover. Uh, so let's uh, let's sneak this last break in. There's a, a, story, a couple of stories about your favorite player that I want to uh, I want to throw a couple of alleys to you on the way out. Yeah, you tried to get me to say he was overrated. That's what you said. I didn't say that. You did. You said it. You wanted so many words. Everybody that heard you know that that's what you said. 
So uh, there have been some legendary stories about my uh, fantasy football obsession. Not so much when it comes to fantasy basketball. I've never played fantasy basketball. I hear I'm missing out. That's going to change tonight because, Michael, you have now pulled me in because we've been pulled yes. in, invited. We've been a good team. Thankfully, appreciate it. Uh, we're doing a Peacock Fantasy Basketball League. Um, yes, we are. And that draft, and that draft is tonight. And I gotta say, man, draft is tonight. I think it'll be, I think it'll be real poetic. We're, we're co-managing a team. I think it'll be yes. real poetic if we ended up with your favorite player. Oh. I don't know what pick we have. Let me see. I'm, I'm trying to do some uh, investigate. We'll know 30 minutes before the draft what pick we have. I hope we end up with Kawhi Leonard because hey. I saw a couple of headlines. Hey, that I thought look, would, look, would look. catch your what before before you get to that headline. Let me just say real quick. Uh, yeah. Look, I hope there's no dissension between us. You know, <laughs> I, I hope I don't have to. I hope I don't have to pound the table for my. That, that's my guy, <laughs> because you know, generally, Mike, as you know, my draft picks turn out to be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> So, look at this. Uh, um, a okay. couple of things. So, yeah, first, the first one from today is Ty Lu said that they're implementing elements of the triangle. Okay? Because they're going to have Kawhi Leonard operate in the spaces that Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan obviously thrived in uh, and, and take advantage of Kawhi's mid-range game, the lost art that is the mid-range. Uh, you know, so Look, man, I thought that was if, enticing. If Kawhi Leonard didn't play for the Clippers, I'd say, Ty Lue, you're tampering. Like, that's tampering. <laughs> but he played, like, he's playing for him. Like, to put MJ and Kobe in the same sentence with Kawhi. That's not what he did. That's not what he did. As that, he did that in the same way that you said Kawhi was over Leonard, over, overrated, excuse me. He, that, that's, he did not put them in the same, in the same sentence. Doc Rivers put him in the same sentence as Michael Jordan. That's why he he's got tampering. fired for tampering. He got tampering. Um, yes, he's tampering. But so I don't know what he's he's trying to get. In this Kawhi's. case, he's just, saying, he's just saying they're trying to like you know get him in this in the sweet spots that Tyloo knows the triangle well, having played it you know with Kobe and and coached with Phil. Yeah. Whatever, play, you know, it's like hey, okay, I, I, he knows exactly how to get the most out of him uh, schematically yeah. speaking. So Kawhi, the other thing though was same same problems. Kawhi in the triangle. Paul George doesn't want to be used like Ray Allen. Need to do his thing too. Okay, got it. Right. So here's another one. Um, Kawhi also said that the best decision for him will likely be to decline his player option because financially speaking, opting in will allow him to make 36 million in 21-22. But if he opted out, he could sign a max contract which starts at 39 million. And his quote was, "Obviously, if I'm healthy, the best decision is to decline the player option." But that doesn't mean I'm leaving or staying. I'm focused on the season. Like I said, we'll talk about that when the time is right. Um, So I guess this kind of fits right into your expectation for how this is all going to play out. I think you thought for a while that Kawhi was out, that this this experiment was going to blow up in their face. Is that that fair? Yeah, I I think uh, it's it's a little risky. And it was interesting. You and Vinny Goodwill on Friday, I asked you whose future the next five years, which team would you take? Who's going to have a better result? It's going to be the Clippers or OKC. And you both said the Clippers. I'm going to go with OKC. I'm feeling pretty good about OKC and, and the future. They can, they can be aggressive, by the way. They can make some stuff happen. They don't have to sit there and wait and say, oh, 
gotta wait for these draft picks. They got stuff to use. They can move so stuff in other around. Words, in other words, we're taking Shea Gilgis Alexander tonight. Is what you're telling me? Probably uh, no. <laughs> in our draft. <laughs> not not with our first pick. Who do you want okay. with your first pick? Right. Like, hey, do we have a draft board? Like, I, I, are we going we with? Got, we got a couple. We got the we got first a pick. Hours. Who we take? Who we take with the you first had pick? The first pick. I mean, you got to take Giannis with the first pick. Take like, Giannis? Giannis or Luca? Giannis or Luca? All right. I think probably. Um, right. I've never done this before. Be gentle. Um, don't you know? If this yeah. is fantasy football. I have it all figured out. But you know, the fantasy basketball um, might have to solicit some extra, some other we'll help. We'll be all right. Hey man, yeah, we got a couple hours I, I to get know. ready. Let's do it. Hey, you, I see you got that X Men shirt on. The X Men superheroes. Yes. They're great. They got special powers. Uh, we're gonna have special powers tonight because Jupiter and Saturn in the night sky, the Christmas star will be visible and we're going to just go outside tonight look up spread out your arms look to the heavens and, and black people going to have superpowers go have superpowers what's your superpower what's your superpower going to be what you want x-ray vision x-ray vision x-ray always vision? want x-ray vision x-ray you know what i want easy i want to be able to understand any language just like Ooh, i can, I can understand any language and speak it that's a good one 